Hey guys, thank you for joining us today. Um, as you saw in the link to register, we are talking about planning your fat loss cycle and how it sets you up for success. So I think what we're talking about here is when you actually put it on the calendar, have it scheduled, know when it's gonna be, versus just you know getting back from vacation and saying, cut my macros now. <laughs> so that's the biggest difference about what we're going through. Um, if you haven't joined a building blocks before, there's a little bit of back and forth in the beginning, and then there's Q&A at the end. So we do like to hear from you. We don't have as many people on this call today, so I think um, your chances of, of getting your questions answered and getting called out and, and uh, recognized are much higher. So we definitely want you to participate. The way you do that is to enter your questions or your comments um, by using the raise your hand icon. So if you see that, you can go ahead and type it in and then we will read those off. So um, to begin, first of all, so who are we? Uh, if you've been joining, you already know who we are, but we'll give a, a brief introduction now. So I am Susie Glassman. I have been a coach since 2015. And since we are talking fat loss cycles, I will tell you that I have done two, I believe, in the three over three years that I have been here. So if that tells you anything, it's that I spend the majority of my time not dieting. So um, how about let's go to Ed. Introduce yourself, Ed. All right, guys. So I'm Coach Ed, and I've been with Eat to Perform since last year. I have a bachelor's in exercise science. Um, I'm actually current do currently doing a fat loss cycle now, um, just in time for summer. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> How about you, Amber? Hey, guys. Amber here. I have been an Eat to Perform coach since um, last year as well. And I'm currently doing a fat loss cycle, too. I'm super excited to talk to you guys about tips that can help you. I know a lot of you are curious about fat loss or currently doing it. So super excited to help you guys out today. Susie? Yeah. And then last but not least, we have April joining us. She has one of the most original ETP coaches. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I did not realize whatever I typed in was going to show my name on the screen. So I was trying to hurry because the link was late. <laughs> so I am April uh, Blackboard uh, for people that don't know. And I actually have been with Eat to Perform since the conception, since the beginning. And I have not done a fat loss cycle in, I don't know, about four years. Yeah. Um, but the very last fat loss cycle I did was extremely successful just with, you know, a couple of tips and tricks we'll, we'll give y'all here today. Um, I, I personally have made the most body composition progress focusing on performance and gaining muscle. Awesome. All right. So on the next slide, we are going to turn it over to you guys. Let us um, talk a little bit about some achievements you've had over the course of the week, and then we will get into our topic. Uh, give you some tips at the end, and then we will go through Q&A. So this part, I like to highlight anything that you guys have accomplished over the last week, if it's big, if it's small, 
um, if it's something with a family member or it doesn't have to be eat to perform related. If you type those out in the question box, I'm going to have Amber read off the questions and then we are giving out a prize, which she will announce at the end. Um, it's you know what we think is a good prize. So hopefully you guys will participate. But while we're waiting for some comments from you, we typically go through something from our own lives that um, we think will you know, has been good over the course of the week. So I was trying to think of mine. My week has been pretty normal, but I did manage to get to the gym on Saturday, which I never do. I had to miss my workout on Friday. Work was just crazy. And instead of sleeping in on Saturday, I got up very early. I got up before my kids and made it to the gym. So that was my accomplishment. Um, Amber, Ed, you got something? You want me to go next? Okay, oh. go ahead, Amber. So I have been working on getting a store up and running for ETP gear. So I am almost there. If everybody can hang on just a little bit longer, I've got some really cool tanks and shirts and a bunch of stuff. So super excited that that's going to be coming out really soon. Susie? Uh, how about you, Ed? All right, so I've been doing some fasted cardio. April has gotten me to start doing that. So I just started doing that. It's killing me, but um, doing that before I go and do your reviews. That's funny. Yeah, I actually do fasted cardio myself one day a week. So maybe we can mention that as we're talking with April. But April, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you don't have anything, that's fine. But is there anything you want to mention? Um, well, I actually have two things. One probably I would laugh at, but I thought was pretty darn awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, the, well, the, the not so awesome thing is I've been working with some, um, overuse issues with my arm, um, since December, then they're actually almost hundred percent resolved, but I managed to hit, um, 280 on my deadlift, which was, was wow. awesome. Um, dealing with the overuse issues. So that was kind of the, you know, Hey, this was cool. I wasn't really trying. Um, but the, the really big exciting thing this week was one of my orchids bloomed after being in dormancy for a year. And my husband keeps saying, like, are they going to do anything? I was like, oh, you just wait. You just have to be patient. You just have to be patient. And lo and behold, it bloomed. And it's lovely. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. I have never managed to keep an orchid alive. So good for you. They, uh, they stay alive. They stay alive. You just think they're not doing anything, but they are. It's, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like these cycles of of fat loss and performance. You know, people want to pe people don't want to be patient, but if you just be patient, the magic will happen. That's awesome. All right, Amber, we've got some filing in. Can you see them? Can you start reading some of those out? Um, I don't see anything, buddy. Okay, this happened to us last time, and I had to read them, so I don't know why you guys can't see them, but I will call some out so we have natasha says small but i figured out to eat before bed during fat loss to help sleep took me till reverse but i did it uh, yeah that's good i think sometimes we can find that sleep suffers in fat loss and that's part of the reason because uh you're just uh, not as well fed so i like that you figured that out Sarah says, I got back to the gym this week after about a six-week hiatus. Yes, that does feel good. Uh, I hope you're not overly sore. I know that happens when you've been out for a while. 
Okay, so Lindsay, two Emma visits in two days. That is fantastic. Um, okay, so let's keep going. Um, Andrea is finally healthy enough to hit four CrossFit wads this week. So sore, but happy. Yeah, that's what I was pointing out with the last one when you take some time off. Let's see. Ah, this one's directed to you, Amber. So Christine says her achievement for the week was not freaking out about my weight gain due to KFC mashed potatoes. Coach, <laughs> thanks, Coach Amber. <laughs> Those are delicious, by the way. They are fantastic. They're actually not that bad, I don't think. I mean, as far as the macro content, I think if you get it without the gravy, they're, they're okay. Um, okay, so Adam got my daughter, she's 10, interested in doing a chin-up. She got five. That yes. is great. I think it's really cool to teach girls that um, at a young age. Lindsay likes the fasted cardio suggestion. Uh, Jody made gains in her leg workout and pull-ups. Um, okay, Sarah just loves orchids. Everyone is um, <laughs> agreeing with you on the orchids and the metaphor. So Deb hit 100% greens this week. Scale is down and moving from first fat loss to 16-day reverse. Sleep is awesome like a rock. Cool. I think, Deb, I did your review today, or I might have done it yesterday. Um, Lisa had several friends from her box join ETP. I've been doing it for almost three years and loving it and excited to have people share my journey. That's great, Lisa. Actually, Ed, Amber, and I are both um, are all orientation coaches. Um, there's probably eight of us, so your friends will get assigned an orientation coach, and we will walk them through the process um, much more hand-holding than we did three years ago. <laughs> so, um, But it would be great that they have you to – um, kind of help them get up to speed a little bit faster. And then the very last one, Melissa. I'm almost out of fat loss cycle, and I'm down 15 pounds overall. That's fantastic. So congratulations on that. I'm sure part of your success uh, will be mentioned in some of the tips we went through or going to go through today. Um, okay, so moving on to the topic. Those were great achievements, guys. I'm really proud of all of you. Um, I am going to turn this one over to Amber, and, and we'll also let April contribute as well. Go ahead, Amber. Awesome. So uh, are you ready for fat loss? We get that question all the time. So a couple things to consider is have you? what is your dieting history? What have you done in the past? and some current eating habits. So dieting history, the more you diet, the like Paul uses the example using a trump card, you can only use that so often. The less uh, effective at being at lower calories can be. And taking into account what your current eating habits are and what your current macros or calories are, coming into eat to perform. So if you're already an under eater or, or eating low calories and coming in and expecting to get blood from a turnip, then we gotta keep some expectations realistic here. Um, thinking about when your last fat cycle was, you want to have as much time off as you do on. Just like when you train, you wanna have a deload cycle. When you do fat loss, you gotta come off fat loss. You can't keep riding that train forever. There's got to be a point where you get off the ride. And are your current macros high enough? 
So what we find when we set people up for fat loss is those who have the higher macros, when we pull them down, it creates the largest deficit. Having the largest deficit can be a recipe for success. So you want to think about, I know macros may seem high to you when we're talking in your journals and, and trying to help you decide if fat loss is a good idea. Um, if you only have them so high, we can only pull so much. I mean, you can't have zero macros and not eat. Like, I mean, that's just not going to, you're not going to be any fun at parties. So you've got to have some food. So we've got to have the biggest range between that in order to see the most success. Or you're just kind of wash, you know, rinse and repeat kind of scenario. April, can you help me add to those? Um, the only thing I would really add is basically is the timing right. Um, I've seen a lot of people that want to do fat loss and then life is crazy, work is crazy, they have five trips, they have this, they have that, and then they really can't adhere to the cycle and then they end up beating themselves up and then they want to stay longer and then it's a rinse and repeat cycle. You know, just realistically look, okay, can I, you know, can I adhere to this plan for X amount of days straight? Can I, you know, stay consistent? Can I, you know, cross on my T's, dot my I's? Can I do this to really make progress? Because at the end of the day, you know, if the timing's not right, you're not going to get results and then you're just going to feel defeated or, you know, you're, you're basically just going to, you know, be unmotiv unmotivated in the cycle. Yeah, I think I've seen that too with some people who, um, you know, maybe have had a baby and you're ready to, to lose weight quickly, but they're not getting sleep, <laughs> consistent sleep at night. That's another instance where is the timing really right? Because if you're also not able to get good quality consistent sleep then that's going to mess with your progress as well and then you end up like april said you just get frustrated and and think that there's something wrong with you and there isn't so i think looking at uh, the next 24 days or if you want to do the entire reverse and then another 24 days looking making sure that there's not a lot of things that are to get you off track um, is really key so moving on, the case for higher macros. I'm gonna let Ed talk about this one. Okay guys, so why should you work up your calories? So the reason why you wanna do that is to set up for a better fat loss cycle. Um, we could, as Amber already said, we could only take away so many calories without causing some pretty severe hormonal dysfunction um, and you're just gonna feel terrible. So we definitely wanna build those macros up while staying relatively weight stable, which is our performance phase. So if you're the higher up that you could build up your macros, the more um, the more your metabolism becomes more efficient. So you're speeding up your metabolism a bit. And the only way to do that is by adding some lean body mass. So when you increase your lean body mass, you're increasing your resting metabolic rate, which is how many calories you're gonna burn just at sitting down doing nothing. So the faster your metabolism, the more calories you're gonna burn, so the more fat you're gonna burn. So you could actually lean out in our performance phase while staying relatively weight stable. And also, if you do go into a fat loss cycle, we don't have to be as aggressive. Uh, so, because we're already at a high calorie point and your metabolism is faster, so you're burning more calories, so we don't have to go as low. So I think that's super important. Um, 
what happens to energy, sleep, training, and willpower when your calories are super low? They all tank. Everything sucks. Your energy's bad. Um, your sleep is off. Your training is just not as good. Um, your recovery is bad. And willpower just goes out the window because you're always hangry. You're hungry. You want to eat. So all of those things are just, it's just not good. So you definitely want to make sure that you plan your fat loss cycle out the right way. And you don't want to go too deep into a caloric deficit. So um, that's why we definitely want to build up your macro so it doesn't have to be as aggressive. Um, does your metabolism downregulate? It does. So your hormones and your metabolism both downregulate. So you might actually get more um, used to eating at a caloric deficit, um, but you're not going to feel as good. Like I said, we kind of just touched on those. All Everything sucks. Sleep is bad. Training's not as good. You're not recovering well. Um, and you don't feel like moving. So you're kind of chipping away at your muscles, too, if you're not exercising, doing those things. So it's definitely important to start adding more food slowly and in a controlled way um, so you can build up your metabolism again. Your body and your metabolism are both very resilient, and it comes back pretty quickly. And we do it in a way that's very controlled and is in a slow manner. Um, will you gain weight when eating more? Not necessarily. Um, I know when I was reversing out last time of a fat loss cycle, I was able to stay relatively weight stable by increasing my carbs um, weekly. Um, and I went from 300 carbs to 600 carbs. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. It all depends on how how much you're training, all so many different factors. But also what happens is when you get more food, it's less stressful on your body. So when you get more food, if your stress is lower, if you lower your stress, you're actually going to be able to burn more fat um, and you might see a decrease in um, fat. So um, I think that's very important. And we're going to go over examples really soon of slides for people who built up their macros and still saw fat loss too, but April, could you add to anything or do you think that's pretty good? I think it was good. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about more details later, you know, overall stress balance, you know, the, right. the rinse and repeat cycles, you know, your are, are just the basic science or our bodies basically want to be in a constant state of homeostasis. It wants to maintain where it's at. It doesn't want to lose weight. It doesn't want to gain weight. So when you're constantly chipping away, taking away energy, AKA food, or adding in more exercise, more more of an energy deficit, you know, it basically just creates a larger accumulation of stress. And eventually, you know, like what it was saying, you lose willpower. You know, it's a lot of people beat themselves up and, you know, oh, I'm so horrible. I did so bad. It's your body basically just wants energy. It, you know, it's it sets you up for the rinse and repeat of you can't adhere to it. You know, you're really, really good. Monday through Friday and then Saturday, Sunday goes out the window and then Monday you're starting over again and you're doing it again on the weekend. And then it's just you're basically just it's like you're you're stuck in the mud, you know, and you can't get out and you're just spinning your wheels constantly. So, April, what do you say to people who think that they're going to gain weight by when you're adding in macros or who maybe do gain a few pounds and then start to panic? What do you say to those? I do, want, I do a couple of things. Um, and, and this is something that I always actually um, chat with directly with my um, intensive coaching people is you have to factor in just depending on, you know, depending on your overall caloric intake before and depending on your, your macronutrient partitioning, like if you were, 
you know, super high protein or low protein or super high fat, whatever, you know, some of it to some extent, you know, a lot of people, I would actually say from my experience, you know, if, if, you know, people, you know, realize how their, their body fluctuates, how their weight fluctuates, how their body processes stress, you know, sleep, sodium, things like that. But I would say probably 85% of the people actually see a drop. Um, the other people, if depending on if they were like super, super low, you know, for example, if you get, you know, sad cases of people that are coming from like a thousand calories, you know, and they add in food, you have to keep in mind that, you know, when you start adding in food, when you were living off of a thousand calories, you know, you had a much lower volume of food in your gut and intestines before you probably only pooped like once every four days. You know, let's be real here. Like, you know, like when you start adding in food, you know, you're you're you know, basically you have increased volume of food in your gut and intestines. You start pooping more. You you know, just everything's just kind of starts fun starts functioning a little bit more efficiently. Um, but just factoring in that in that factoring in types of foods actually make a difference. Um, you know, if like if you're eating a, a diet that's like super high in fiber or like lots and lots of veggies, which you want to eat your veggies, by the way. Um, but micronutrients are super important. But if you're eating larger quantities, your dietary fiber increases. That may bump the scale a little bit. But there's normally always a reason. It's not, you know, oh, OK, I started eating, started gradually increasing my calories and I've gained 10 pounds. You know, it just doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And for some people, you might see it if you have this weight spike overnight <laughs> it's not it's not fat so it's going to be fluid or it's going to be food in your intestines that sort of thing so i agree with april there's always an explanation for it and sometimes as as a coach it isn't easy to spot um just by looking at your numbers but i think if you're communicating with us about what um, the possible reasons could be like for females if it's your monthly cycle we always see weight spikes with that um soreness inflammation go ahead April. I, I spike i don't know how much y'all spike but i'll spike four to six pounds four yeah. to six, six pounds time of the month and if it's low sleep and a little bit extra salt you know and back in the days i used to freak out you know and then when i realized you know how my body responded to different stressors and you know and different things you know it allowed me to calm down and and not be so tied into the scale you know type thing because if you just if you if you look at the just the basic science that one pound of fat is three thousand five hundred calories above and beyond your maintenance levels, you know, I'll I'll ask people all the time, did you did you go to the Chinese buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the past four days? You know, no, you didn't. So then how is it possible that you would gain three pounds, you know, when you haven't eaten in excess of anything, you know, in this amount of time? So right. Exactly. So um, I do have some examples we can go through and then we, we can talk about these a little bit more. This one, I have a female. Uh, she's 41 to 50. I get the question all the time. Am I just um, I'm older? Uh, is it possible for me to lose weight? I mean, maybe sometimes premenopausal or, you know, just someone who's not like all CrossFit beast mode uh, all the time. And it's absolutely impossible to be successful and to eat a lot of calories. So if you can see this female, she's five foot seven. Um, initially, she was 227. So she's right here about this 225 mark. And then this side is showing your average calories. If you can see that. So I don't know if you can see my cursor, but the right side is your average calories and the left side is weight. 
And um, this red line is the average calories, and then the blue line is her actual weight. And what's really cool about this, this is January to the 1st of May. Okay, so this is, you're looking at four whole months. This was not overnight. Um, and you're looking at at least 20 pounds here. So the cool thing too is you can see the average calories coming in. Here we are right about 1,500 at the very beginning and then up to 2,000. She got up to 3,000 average calories while her weight was going down. So that's exactly what April was talking about. You can see here, this is likely the start of a fat loss cycle. Calories have come back down, averaging just under 2,000 calories on the low day, a little bit over 2,000 on the high day. And look, still, weight scale is still dropping. Now you'll see, you know, the ups and downs. This looks like a peak of a mountain range because this is all just fluid here. Um, you know, some days are more food in your body. But overall, this trend shows going down as you're working your calories back up. So I think this one is a great example because now here she is 20 pounds less and she's back averaging 3,000 calories a day. And I think we get a lot of people who say, I could never, never do that. Um, but at the same time, I've never tried. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you see on this one, April, that, or Ed or Amber, jump in if you see something wrong. I th actually, I think this looks almost perfect. Um, you know, you can see the, the the dips where she may not attract and whatever, which, you know, which is we're all human. Um, you know, life is about flexibility. But I think the key point here is, is that when you look at the graph and you see her calories where she works them up and then they drop down, you can see where she goes into the fat loss cycle and then, you know, kind of stays down. But then she goes back up rather than. A lot of people like what we were saying, you get into the rinse repeat cycle of, OK, fat loss. You work it up a little bit and then you go down and then you may do the reverse. But then they just want to stay down, stay down. So mm -hmm. the, the thing for her for the success and to see that she continued to lock, to lose weight was that she did it and then basically went back up. So. Right. Right. Ed or Amber. I have nothing to add. I think you guys nailed it. Okay, I, love, cool. I love looking at it as a long game. It seems like in the journals, everybody gets caught up in the short game. And if you look at that blue line, there's peaks and valleys. It's up and down. It's not a straight, you know, descent all the way down. This lady's weight went up and down. And staying patient in order to work those calories up, that's the key that we're talking about right here to see an epic loss. So there isn't that wash, rinse, repeat. So I love the the overall long game that we're seeing here. And if people can keep that in mind and not, you know, just today, uh, that's where difference a difference can happen. Susie? Yeah, exactly. There were probably plenty of times where the scale went up and she could have panicked, but mm -hmm. didn't. So I think that's um, important to point out. This one I wanted to show this is a male. Um, five foot ten, started around 310 pounds. And then this one goes from November to May. So we're looking at six months here, but in six months, you're looking at 60 pounds. So I think a lot of times we get the question, um, I want to lose 80 pounds. Um, so why are you pulling me out of the fat loss cycle? Well, it's not because we don't want you to lose 80 pounds. It's because we're going to do that over multiple fat loss cycles. So we know ultimately you may have more fat to lose. Um, then we can take care of in just one cycle. Um, but that's, again, why look at the, the long game over six months 
versus I want to drop 15 pounds in my 24 day fat loss cycle. <laughs> so um, again, that's just important to note. And then again, this is very similar. Like April said, these spikes down to zero are just because that, those were days that that he didn't log. And then the overall trend you see is calories going up, getting up to about 4,000 on average. They've gone down. They haven't gotten quite back up, but I'm sure this one's just coming out of method four. Um, method four is that second phase. The fat loss hasn't quite got back into um, recomp yet, but I'm sure this red line is going to go back up into that 4,000 range as we get into performance. So again, you can note, so, you know, he was way down here and then had one really big spike up, but then if you'll look, the weight came back down. So you never know what, you know, what happened there, but again, somebody playing the long game. So anything else about this one, April? No, I think it looks good. Um, you know, it's a similar thing. You know, you can see where he started and he probably more than likely came from an under eating background, um, which is why, you know, he kind of built up a little bit and then kind of gradually. Um, I, I suspect he probably is back in the second phase of fat loss right now is what I suspect yeah. rather than method four, because it looks like he did the drop and then you can see the reverse and then the drop a second time. So, oh, that's okay. I can see that too. So then, if you look, so then the, the, go ahead. the key thing, the key thing though, is that he actually, I can't see cause it's so small. It looks like he oh. started in November and he actually didn't even do his fat loss cycle or start until the end of February. You yeah. Know, which is, you know, which is ideal. Yeah, exactly. And then when he came in, he was averaging about 2,500 calories a day, maybe a little bit under that. And for, if you put it in perspective at 312 pounds um you know easily just with lean body mass could have been eating much more um so it was probably a lot of stress on his body not eating enough and then not losing weight because of all of that um internal stress so this is one i wanted to take one where, where we're looking at where um sometimes we see where the calories didn't get high enough, someone who didn't, and I wish I didn't quite um, kind of cropped out the, the average calories over here, but if we look at this red line, the average calories are staying right about 2,000. So it, even when they got up here, they were probably averaging around 2,200, 2,300. And so we're not seeing any real results here from the beginning of February to the beginning of May. And to be clear, this chart was taken from somebody who is currently in a fat loss cycle. So um, and currently at the end of the second one. So this is when we don't see results. And April, um, maybe you want to talk about this a little bit more, how how this happens. Well, it's, you know, it's it's basically kind of what we kind of what we were talking about the whole time. You know, if you look, you know, where she came in, she never really she never really truly worked her intake up. So she probably she was scared. She she tried. She logged. She never really built up. And then she dropped off. It looks like for a month. Um, and then she came back, tried again, but never really worked up. Um, and then that 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 high peak was probably just her body saying, give me some food. Um, and she actually ate. Um, and then she kind of fell back down into the, the same patterns again. And then in fat loss, if you notice, I think the key point here is that you know, the key point is, is if you look at her weight um, trends, 
when she dropped off of logging, which probably was part of like, I'm just losing all my willpower to survive this anymore. She gained weight um, because she probably like just ate everything, you know, or, you know, not I'm going to say everything, but just kind of <laughs> lost control a little bit. And then, you know, when she came back, if you see when she came back, started logging and the weight kind of went down a little bit and then, you know, stayed relatively stable. Some the the most consistent time after she had the big spike where she actually just ate a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Look right after that. She saw the biggest drop on the scale and then probably panicked. It's not you know, it's not working quick enough. I need fat loss. OK, drop your calories. And then I think the key part is, is that the scale goes up. So she's consistently logging, consistently un- eating at lower caloric levels and the scale is increasing. So, yeah, exactly. Amber, or Ed, do you guys see anything? Amber? No, I mean, the, the goal is to get that red line above the blue. So people that are looking at this and wondering what the hell am I looking at? Uh, you want that red line above the blue. That's hard to do mentally to wrap your head around it from whatever background you're coming from. But man, that's your focus in order to have a successful fat loss. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's truly the game. In right. order to create the deficit. Cool. Yeah, this one's going to be similar. I just picked out another one where the weight is 150 pounds. So, um, you know, a little bit less weight on the scale, but she's five foot two looking from January to May. Here's another one where those those red lines are the the average calories. If you look right about 1500 and never really gets over 2000. So when we go to cut your calories, if you really only ever worked up to 2000 and we cut you to 1500, I mean, that's still, yeah, that's a 500 calorie deficit, but your body is screaming for more food and you're just not, you just not going to lose weight. You're going to get frustrated, have days where you don't log again. Um, and then you're going to see weight is actually climbing, kind of doing the opposite of what we want it to do right now. And I guarantee that she's very frustrated. So anything about this one that jumps out, April? Um, Not just what you were saying, but kind of touching on what Ed was saying in in uh, regards to your uh, metabolism, basically slowing down your hormones down regulate, you know, that's pretty much kind of spot on to, to what happened here. You know, she probably came in, you know, underfed her, her, basically her metabolism was, was pretty much slowed down, down regulation of hormones. And, you know, her, her set point is her maintenance set point kind of slows down and she was lower, you know, so like what you were saying, you know, work up 2000 calories, you know, even when you cut the to 15, you know, you got a 500 calorie deficit, 500 over the course of a week, 3,500, that's a pound a week. Her her set point was probably actually much lower. So the reality of it is, is that when you come in underfed like that, kind of what Paul was touching on the other day, you know, if you if you come in from a chronic diet background and then you expect to have this epic diet when you first start, you're probably not going to see results because you got nowhere to go but down from where you were. Now, I will give the caveat that I have seen people before who were under eating and just wrong, just overall, like very off macro partitioning and say it could have been like high carbs, low fat, low protein, whatever. And just kind of starting out eating a little more calories with the proper partitioning. And they'll actually see 
you know, a lot of, you know, they'll see like a lot of drops on the scale. Um, but those are usually kind of few and far between. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next one just so we have enough time to get to some, some more tips that we want to give in Q&A. This one is just a multiple fat loss cycles. You can see this is going from September of last year to May. Um, so you can see, um, especially in the beginning, this is another case where we, we're getting calories up and weight is dropping. So this is a female, 41 to 50, uh, 155 pounds, 5'5". Five, five. I mean, probably already a fairly lean individual. It's another thing, if you are a fairly lean individual, it can be harder to get leaner. So I think you temper, temper your expectations there. Um, but she came in 155, and here, you know, she's given it a good amount of time, and now she's under 140. So probably got down on, right around 135, so 20 pounds. Um, with, you know, she went down, worked calories up. She did gain a few pounds right here in the middle. This is maybe three pounds at the most. And then we worked ourselves through a fat loss cycle and again through a fat loss cycle. So again, showing here at one point her average calories being over 2,500. Um, I think that's just something to remind people not to be scared of. <laughs> so um, that's kind of what I see on this one. April, anything here? I just, just like what you were saying, she gained a couple pounds, but if you look where the red line drops, those were, those were days she didn't log you know, which, which again, we're all human um, and life is meant to be flexible. But I just wanted to point out, if you look towards the end of fat loss, she's losing her willpower because <laughs> yeah. she, she's losing it. She's losing her willpower towards the end because she's logging less frequently, you know, so she's having more days of like not logging, which means like, I don't want to be in fat loss anymore. Like I can't do this. Help yeah. Me. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then oh, what I should point out over here with this weight up a little bit, that was also Christmas time. So the nice thing about doing a program like this is that you, um, you know, there's Christmas and there's birthdays and there's holidays and celebrations and all of those things are great. But it's also great that she wasn't um, she wasn't really dieting either at that time. So I definitely agree with you. I think she is losing some willpower here. She's probably like looking great. And thinking I have I can have some more flexibility right now. So um Amber, anything? We're good. Okay. Ed? Yeah, we're good. Okay. So this is my last example, and then we're gonna move into some more tips for you guys. Um Paul actually wanted me to show this one to you guys. Um it's a little bit busy, so hang with me, but this is another female 41 to 50. Um started out around one. 68. Um, but what he wanted to show this one. So if you look starting in February, she spent some time really with a big push of calories. So going from about 2000 to averaging closer to like 2800. And then you can see that this time around fat loss has been really successful. So she is down to about 153 right now when she started at 162. So she's come out of the second time losing about nine pounds. Um, she's probably getting a little hangry here at the bottom too, because we have some days not logged. Um, although, you know, I've seen a lot of people taking some trips and things right about this time. So that could be part of it. Um, but I think what this shows you is that sometimes if you'll put in the effort from when she started here, probably about 158, she got up to 162. So that's four pounds and she could have panicked, freaked out, 
quit, you know, said, I'm not doing this anymore. But she hung in there, went through the fat loss cycle, and now she's down lower than, than she ever has been, really. So, um, April? Um, the Like what you were saying, the four pounds, you know, kind of touches on the what we were saying before. 2,000 calories, average 2,000 to 2,800, 800, almost 1,000 calories more a day. That's, that's a pretty significant amount of food, you know, depending on your food quality. Um, you know, so that could that could be factored in. But the key point, like what you're saying is, you know, it clearly shows that she saw results both fat loss cycles, but she saw more results the longer she spent eating more. She was more successful in the, the second fat loss cycle. Yeah, exactly. And there's always, um, you know, we don't have a picture of her or something, but you look at it. She's been at this for a year. I'm sure there was some significant recomposition going on in this time where her calories were up and weight was you know staying mostly stable um if her training was on point and you know whatever she was doing if she was really looking to add some muscle i guarantee she was doing that in this time frame so i think um i think that was great for her to be to again be patient and and hang out for that um amber anything no nope, i think it looks fantastic you guys covered it Okay, want to make sure I'm not glossing over any tips that you might have. <laughs> um, okay, so getting into how to rock your fat loss. This one, I'm going to turn it over to Amber. We'll also have April comment as well. Actually, I think Ed oh, is this one, Ed. Sorry. This one's mine. No, it's okay. okay. Um, all right, so we kind of touched on sleep already, um, but that is very, very important if you want to rock your fat loss you definitely want to make sure you're getting enough sleep. So we definitely recommend seven to nine hours, but if you get too little sleep, your cortisol levels are going to be high and your cortisol level, if that's high, you're going to hold on to more body fat. So you might, you might stall out losing weight uh, because just all that amount of stress that is on your body. So we definitely want to make sure that we have sleep in check. Um, April actually touched on this before the sleep um, and or the stress and balancing of it. And I actually think um, she actually taught me this lesson when I was learning from her. Um, I was stalling out in fat loss. I started gaining weight because I did not dial down on my training and there was just too much stress on my body. So once I stopped doing that and I took a few more rest days, I actually started uh, losing more weight. I started losing more fat. So you have to make sure that you're balancing all the stress that is on the body. So if you're killing it in the gym, you're feeling really worn down, um, or, you know, just things are off, you might need to add in more rest days. Uh, training intensity, that often, well, for me, I had to dial it back. Uh, everyone's different, but it seems like if you lower the intensity or overall volume of training, that tends to help a lot too with balancing the stress that is on your body. Food quality is very important. April talked about this before, more fiber, more micronutrients, you're getting more full, you're feel, filling your body to prevent those hunger signals. All of that's very, very important. And you'll just recover a lot better from it too. So we sometimes see people where they're getting less than 10 grams of fiber and a lot of sodium. And that is a big red flag to us telling us that you're probably not getting in good nutritious food and you're gonna be hungry because when there's no fiber in something or it's very low in micronutrients, you're probably 
I mean, it's almost guaranteed you're going to be starving in a fat loss cycle. So that's just something to keep an eye on. And then alcohol. So you can possibly get away with fat loss uh, while having alcohol and fat loss, but you're kind of, uh, I don't know, you're lowering the amount of progress that you can make because when you consume alcohol, you're actually, your body stops metabolizing fat. So you're, you're not burning fat at this point. You, your body has to metabolize all of the alcohol um, in the body before it can start to burn fat again. And that could take up to 24 to 48 hours. So um, April, do you have anything you might want to add to this slide? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, yes. so I'll just go really quick because I know we're, you know, we're running out of time. We still want to do the Q&A. Um, sleep is like magical. Like sleep is when your body repairs and recovers. And, you know, sleep is magical even not in fat loss. But it's it's more important when you're in fat loss, you know, and a couple of things, you know, if you notice that the scale's ticking up, if you're in fat loss and you think you're doing everything right, you know, look at a couple of things. Sleep is going to be the first thing. Look at your sleep quality. Um, one of the the tips that I was going to give that one of the, the ladies had put in as her non-scale victory of realizing to eat before bed. Um, I personally, in, in fat loss, I personally, I can manage hunger a little bit better earlier in the day. And I would save more food for later in the day because if I go to bed hungry or if my sleep starts getting affected, everything's going to go to shit. Like everything's going to go out the door. Like once that sleep starts, starts declining, like everything else, because I don't even not in fat loss. I don't know if y'all have ever noticed if you have like a really crappy night of sleep, you know, you tend to crave sugary foods and, you know, like, you know, I need some ice cream or I need some M&Ms or I need whatever, you know, and then they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, your body is craving energy. That's what's wrong with you. You know, you, you lost this energy because you were short on sleep. So when you stay awake longer, your, bo your body burns more energy. It's going to burn more calories being awake. So anyway, it's just a rinse and repeat cycle. So sleep is like super important. Stress balance, like what Ed was saying. Um, I remember when he was talking to me about his, um, training and I was like well that's your problem you know whenever you look at it like an analogy that I use with with one of one of my um, intense intense coaching people is is that you know part of the reason why in the beginning I said I haven't done a fat loss cycle in years is because I like to train five six days a week that's just bottom line you know the last fat loss cycle that I did I, I cut back my training to three to four days a week um three days a week I would actually do three days one week four days the other and it was torment like it was torture it was horrible you know mentally if you like to go to the gym but it gets results you know basically cut back on training add in more low intensity steady state cardio like take a walk you know you got to find the fine line though to to balance stress basically training's the stress on your body because it stresses your body out it's breaking down your muscle you know, um, basically tearing the muscle down is stressing things out and then taking away food, being in a calorie deficit stress on your body. So if you don't balance those two, then it just basically the, your cortisol levels just continue to increase, continue to increase. And often sometimes you'll find the scale will start increasing. Um, you'll also find that your sleep starts getting affected. You get like kind of to that constant state of hangry. You get headaches. You just don't know. You know, it's, it's again, it's a vicious cycle. So training intensity, food quality is super important. You know, it's one of those things of, you know, when when you're only dealing with, you know, when you only got like five dollars to spend, like, are you going to go to the store and get like, you know, 
10 items for five dollars or are you going to get this one mediocre item for that it costs the whole five dollars <laughs> you know i would rather have 10 things for five dollars than just this one thing that's just okay you know type thing so food quality you know obviously the micronutrients um the um the the i didn't never even said the analogy that i used but the analogy of training five six days a week you know basically it's it's like driving your car you know when you take away food you essentially are not running off of a full tank of gas anymore you have a quarter tank of gas at this point so if you have to take a trip to the grocery store are you going to go out your way to go two hours to the grocery store on that quarter tank of gas or are you just going to go a mile up to the grocery store with that quarter tank of gas to preserve that gas that you have you know the smart thing would be to go a mile up the road rather than the two hours of the road um so that's the analogy that i use on that um alcohol like what ed was saying you know it's it stops all metabolic processes until it processes that out first depending on the the amount that you consume also not just that because i'm sure none of y'all really you know, like binge drink, um, you know, <laughs> to any extent, you know, but, you know, alcohol is empty calories, you know, so it's empty calories. It's not going to provide your body with any type of nutritional value whatsoever, no vitamins, no nutrients, anything. So it's empty calories. And 99% of the time after you imbibe on alcohol, depending on the quant uh, quantity that you do, the next day or the following day, that's why a hangover's breakfast is always pancakes and sausage. And, you know, it's, it's basically you're hungry, you know, so you you tend to you have that night of fun and then, you know, and then you end up, you know, usually overeating. Or if you can stay strong and, and stick to the plan, you usually you will find the week the, the week after that you're just like super hangry like can barely hang on like you don't know why you know but ultimately if you're doing it right and you're spending more time eating more which you do have more flexibility there and it is okay to imbibe on alcohol um if you're spending more time eating more and less time in fat loss you know ideally it should be okay this is my dedicated fat loss cycle i'm gonna you know i'm really gonna bust my butt and make as much progress as i can then at that time you should i would suggest i personally avoid or limit alcohol um personally for me during right. that law yeah yeah i agree with that and i think the important thing to remember is that you were if you were really focused and you have planned your fat loss cycle and you have picked a time where you know you're not going to um hawaii for a week and you know what i'm saying you, you pick some time where you don't have 500 birthday celebrations um, and girls nights and all that thing um, just remember it's a short period of time so yeah if you're looking at 24 days or or maybe you're looking at the extended time it's still only a short period of time in your life so if you think i can't go without seeing my gym friends five days a week well it's only if you know it's it's a short period of time it's not the whole year we're not asking you to give up alcohol forever we're not asking you to stay away from the gym forever it's just so that you can prioritize fat loss in your life and actually see results. So if we if we ask you, you know, hey, you might want to cut back on that high intensity interval training. Um, you can see your friends in six weeks, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, this is why. So hopefully, hopefully actually, I, you know, I'm all about the balance. You know, I'll meet you in the middle. You know, yeah. still you could still go to the gym five days a week, but just crush the workout. You know, three four days and 
and, you know, get on the rower, you know, do some some easy cardio. You can still wave at your friends, you know, or, or get them to join you. <laughs> you know, I have this great plan. Let's do this together, you know, type thing. You could still go, but, you know, you, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Part about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you. Okay. So now I'm going to get this. There we go. Uh, this right, and Amber is going to cover when you should plan your fat loss. All right, so we've talked about what can help you make what can help success happen with your fat loss cycle. So when should you do it? How long has it been? We already mentioned that you want to have as much time off as you do on, and those that see the most success rarely do a fat loss cycle. So how long has it been since your last one? So if it's just been a couple weeks or even 30 days, uh, we're getting into that wash, rinse, repeat kind of scenario. Uh, so how long has it been is one thing to look at. What do you have coming up in the next little bit? So like Susie said, um, folks that go into fat loss cycle and they're in there for two weeks and then, hey, how do I work my Disney trip into this? How do I work my Las Vegas trip? Uh, let's keep it real, folks. It doesn't. It doesn't work into a fat loss cycle. Uh, so if you're going to be serious and want want to really get some result, maximize your results, then it's 24 days. 24 days. Look at your calendar. Find find a chunk of time that you don't have something going on. What is your expectation? Is the next thing to consider. So again, we've talked about and showed you some slides of calories being high enough to see success versus others that are a little frustrated and kind of stuck so keeping your expectation real and that's one of those conversations you can have with the coaches in your journal of what if you know what are my chances of losing one to two pounds versus you know three to six pounds and keeping that realistic last but not least what if you have a lot of weight to lose? So uh, kind of going back to your expectations and a slide that Susie showed earlier is if you have, you know, 40, 50, 60 pounds to lose, we're not gonna do that in one fat loss cycle. Um, you're going to do that over multiple cycles and, and over a lengthy period of time. And the reason that we do that is so that one, it's sustainable and two, that it's healthy. This isn't a quick fix of, hey, let's just not eat for 30 days and lose all that weight. But instead, let's do this over a period of time that you can still live life and live it on your terms. So, April, can you help me with any of those points? Um, I think you pretty much covered it. You know, um, another thing I wanted to add is like what you were saying. What do you have coming up in the next six or eight weeks? Not just trips, but, you know, do I have an ultra marathon? You know, am I supposed to do the you know, the Spartan beast, you know, next Saturday, you know, things like that. You know, I had, I had someone on a review, I think it was yesterday or day before that's, you know, had the option to do second fat loss. So it's like, well, I have a 50 mile ride coming up, you know, what do you think? And I was like, absolutely no, you know, no, I don't think you should, <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes small things, you know, small events, small things, sometimes you can work around, you know, so you just have to be realistic on, you know, what you have, you know, like, do I want to go, you know, I'm supposed to climb Mount Everest, but I really want fat loss. Like, you know, what do you think, you know, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I want to climb Mount Everest. I want fat loss or, you know, well, I'm supposed to do this hike, you know, on Sunday, it's only a couple hours, but it's with, you know, whatever. That's probably doable that you can work around, you know, so you just kind of have to, 
to be realistic and think, you know, can, you know, is it the right now, time? Yeah, is now a good time for it. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, just exact exactly. I think um the the thing that we will work around sometimes is if you do the first 24 day phase and then you have a, a four day weekend or some sort of trip while you're in that adaptation prevention, that reversal of the 16 days, sometimes we can work around that. Um, so if you're looking at your calendar and you want to plan out 24 days, OK, I've got a quick little trip. I'll do that while I'm in this reversal phase. And then, you know, I'm either going to cut again or I'm going to go back to recom. Do you think that's all right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I, I see people in in reverse daily that you know like have vacations or trips. You know they kind of work things up pretty quickly and totally manageable. Totally manageable in a reverse, I think. Exactly. Ed, anything you want to say about this? Uh yeah. Just don't plan it for the day after fat loss. So make sure that you get your calories up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Because if you don't, then you become a lot more insulin sensitive, meaning that you're more likely to actually store fat. So if you give us a little bit of time in that reversal phase and then do it, that's fine. Um, just don't do it on the last day of fat loss. You're going to party it up somewhere. So just keep that in mind. My last day of fat loss, I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm celebrating because I made it. <laughs> but yeah, Melissa probably feels like celebrating too. She's the one who lost 15 pounds. Um, okay, so it's question time, which I'm actually a little bit concerned because my mouse died. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to see the questions either. Oops. Um, whereas Amber or Ed, can you see questions? Mm -mm. I don't, I don't see, see any questions. I don't see anything. Okay. So unfortunately, um, because I have no way to scroll over there to see. These. Let me try and see if I can. I can't even like use an arrow. Can Oops. we post the video and have people post their questions? Yeah, I think what we do, we can answer your questions in the um, in the Facebook group, and we're already at an hour anyway, so it's probably about time to get off. So if you have specific questions, and you can post them in the group, or if you want to post them in your actual um, journal or message a coach in the app, sometimes. Uh, very specific questions related to yourself. It's easier for actually looking at your plan. So if you if you want to ask, is now a good time for me? Then I would put that in your journal. Um, that way we have access to all of your information right there. If you have a general question like how I'm I'm doing everything hurts, should I switch to um, the ultimate fat loss template? Then you can put that in. Um, you know, in the Facebook group and, and in general, we can kind of guide you on training questions or sleep questions, those sorts of things. But yeah, if your question is, um, is now a good time, then put that in the app. So um, we do have a prize and then um, Amber can tell us a little bit about that. And then I have a few names here from before that I can pick from. Um, Amber, what you got? Sure. So uh, April touched on quality. You want to make sure that you have good foods, that you have whole foods, fruits, vegetables, uh, and that pairs with quantity. How much are you eating? So the macros that we give you and cutting them down. So in order to measure how much you're eating and that quantity piece, we're going to give away a food scale. Super, super cool food scale to somebody that I 
I can't see any of these questions. Somebody that sees me. No, that's okay. We're gonna give it to Melissa. Melissa Nesbitt. It's um, if you write this down, Amber. It's N E S B I T T. Melissa. Okay. So Amber will be in contact. We will figure out a way to get that skill to you. Woo! Got I, it. Actually, I, have, I, have same, I have the same model of food scale, and it's pretty awesome, by the way. So. Apparently, I need to up my food scale game because I just have a basic one. So, so now I'm jealous, Melissa, but um, I hope you enjoy that prize. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, everyone. April, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. We will see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right, let's see how I can Thank you.